Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. As you may know, or maybe you don't, my name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week, introducing you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a beautiful but simple concept And we thank you for taking part in this adventure. You are listening to episode number 65. Yes. Wow. Sesenta y cinco. And this week's featured artist is Connecticut's own Dan Hamilton. We came to learn of Dan through the work that he does with, yep, another Connecticut, Kent Falls Brewing. So really excited to have Dan Really interesting stuff to learn about the obscene amount of art and creativeness that he's bringing to Kent Falls and their labels. It's a brewery that is a real source of pride here in the state. It's something that you've really taken and seen it grow. And it, uh, you know, what they're doing is really unique. If you if you follow, you know, more about them, what they're doing with legislation and their focus on. You know, the farm itself and really the expansion over time, it's just really, it's allowed us here in Connecticut to be spoiled and to really enjoy what they're doing. So hopefully if you're checking this out, you've had the opportunity to try some Kent Falls. And if you have not, you know, let's figure a way to rectify that. If you haven't, get in touch. AJ at 160zcanvas.com and we'll figure a way to, to hook it up and make it happen. It's always fun to make interactive pieces of the show and see what happens with it. But this week's episode is about Dan. Dan the Man Hamilton. My son is Dan, and sometimes he likes to be called Daniel. Dan, Danny, Dan the Man, not as much. So I apologize, Dan, if you would rather not me call you any of those things. So with that being said, HamiltonVilleArt.com is the website, and his Instagram handle is DanWarning. Our... Website is 160zcanvas.com, 160zcanvas on all the social sites. And yep, for the trifecta, that is the hashtag also. And uh, check it out, see what you think. But Dan is a busy man. Dan is a creative force. He really is humble. He's uh, appreciative. He loves art, loves music. He's uh, still gigs, you know, tons of credit to to the missus, and he's also a new father, um, and so it's really just, uh, he's burning the candle at both ends and twice on Tuesday, so we, we understand his his situation, and it's a, it's a beautiful one. The labels of Kent Falls are unique, they are different, and they really tell a good story, and you'll find out more about that shortly. You'll learn more about Dan's music, learn more about his art. Because you are listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, episode number 65. And thank you to each and every one of you. As you saw, we announced our 7-12 pack of artists. That's really exciting. Got some great uh, artists and designers coming up for you next season. And remember to check out theartofcraftbeer.com. Tickets are still available, but they are selling fast. You can get yourself... If you go on the Instagram, you can see, as well as the Facebook uh, visuals of the glassware that is available. 
And remember that the event proceeds go to the ASRC, Autism Services and Resource of Connecticut, their group, which has personally you know, helped me and my family, my immediate as well as, I don't know what the other version of immediate is, like my family, my immediate family, my kind of immediate, not immediately family. I don't know. Weird tangent, but. You're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast, Episode 65. Dan Hamilton, hamiltonvilleart.com, and Dan Morty on Instagram. So before I go on another random tangent, let's get right back into it. Or get into it. Get back into it. Sometimes I keep these things in so you can see some of the stupidity that is your host here each week. So here we go. Without further ado, the one, the only, Mr. Dan Hamilton on the 16-Ounce Canvas. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us Connecticut's own Dan Hamilton. Dan is the creative force behind the labels for Kent Falls Brewing Company right here in Connecticut. Thanks so much for making the time today, Dan. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's great. I mean, I think that the uh, Connecticut brewery scene and you know the the label artists and just artists in general it's really uh it's really amazing so anytime we can have you know connecticut folks especially you know from great breweries like kent falls it's uh always a pleasure so i'm glad we're able to connect definitely definitely yeah a lot of big things have been happening uh i mean beer wise too but art kind of following the beer and it's been really cool to be a part of that and it's even cooler to have a podcast where you know that kind of platform can be recognized well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, if I if I had advertisements or little snippets of plugs for myself, I would I would definitely use that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, I know it's nice because what I really mean, especially to see the evolution of Kent Falls as a brewery, and then to see all the bottles and cans. I mean, the diversity of your portfolio, and if you're scoring at home, you know you can find, which I think is a great handle on Instagram. You know, Dan Warning, and then um, you know the website which we were just chatting about, Hamiltonville art.com it is not about the musical so you'll just have to make sure you know you're not be <laughs> hearing about Aaron, yeah, Aaron Burr. yeah right oh yeah i can only my wife would be like wait hamilton what yeah we're right. actually we're actually going in a couple weeks so she's she's starting to oh, flip cool. out yeah she's starting to flip out my wife just took uh my last name uh two years ago just about two years ago and uh now she, every time she says hamilton she doesn't have to spell it. They say, oh, like the musical. And she says, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. She's so, happy about that, too. So that worked yep. out well for you. Yeah, there's probably some cool merch with all your last name on it and stuff like that. Yeah, my wife. Right. My wife's a school teacher, and she did not take my name because I have the, uh, it's K-E-I, and it's always spelled wrong. I-E, the I oh, for sure. E, and a uh, few extra letters <laughs> and versions, and she, you know, which is fine. But it was just, it's always, she kind of yeah. jokes that one of the reasons is that, um, you know, she doesn't want people to spell her name wrong, and. I've been getting it butchered for 40 years now, so I kind of get used to it. Fair enough. Yeah. So like I said, if you go to if you go to Dan's website, you can see, you know, the illustrations, the, the portraits, you know, even the labels are there. I think that, you know, your style and you know is really, you know, diverse and versatile. You know, how did you, you know, it's kind of take a step back or just kind of get started. What's the kind of the the Dan Hamilton, you know, art illustration story? How did you, you know, kind of find that um, I would say it's probably typical to just about everybody or probably most of the people you've had on the podcast in terms of, you know, growing up, drawing. Um, I come from an artist mother who 
was always putting a pen in my hand, and thankfully, I was asking for it too. Um, I kind of moved on to comic books when I was a younger guy. Uh, grew out of that. Uh, joined the punk scene in high school, and uh, did a lot of silk screening, poster design, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it kind of grew from there. I mean, it's it's always just been art, 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 and you know, little music, obviously, <laughs> thrown in there as well, kind of back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just always having a hunger for it and kind of going whatever direction kind of placed in front of me, more or less. Uh, went to school for illustration. Uh, been doing it full-time professionally, I want to say about 15 years now, or almost 15, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, pretty much the short version. <laughs> Yeah, and if you go to, uh, we're talking about the punk scene, which I, I always love when you look at a picture of yourself when you were younger. There's a great oh, picture yeah. of your, your old school, uh, late 90s punk yeah. hair, rocking it out. It's like, you you know, I just don't give a fuck. Look, you know, it's pretty great. Totally, totally. Yeah, The uh, I think the promo picture I sent for you, I was uh, trying on my old punk jacket, and I thought, oh, this is kind of a cool shot. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing like the little punk rockers, uh, as my friend Chris used to say sitting around crafting all day long and uh it's that kind of attention to detail and just you know repeatedly doing stuff that i think probably carries over into my art a little bit you know that just the detail oriented stuff yeah yeah so. I, I think the i think a lot of yeah a lot of folks with the especially with music right you only have you know you barely have enough money for gas or you know to, to right. play somewhere and so you got to make that poster and you know hack you know, everything together it's kind of you wear six different hats, promoter, booker, you know, sound guy, whatever. And so it's just, I think that's, that's, yeah. a, that's definitely, uh, music's been a, b- a big kind of bucket that folks have fit into, which I, which I absolutely love. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the whole DIY ethos, especially too, there's nothing like, you know, doing everything yourself from start to finish. And, uh, I mean, fortunately my ethos has always been that. And I can say for sure, Kent Falls is too, they're very much, self-driven you know we can do it we got it we don't need anybody else and i don't know i can appreciate that for sure yeah i think especially for where they are i mean if you're if you're not if you're outside of connecticut i mean you're de- they're definitely on the radar but i mean here in connecticut you can really see it is that that natural expansion what the you know the choices they've they've made from you know brewery yeah. and you know having the the farm and really you know really what they're doing is something it's really uh, yeah. like an early. It's a pretty early pioneer for for that, and you're seeing a lot more, you know, of folks kind of dipping their foot into that, into that space. But you know, Ken Falls is a really kind of uh, really found. I guess, founding father sounds a little hokey, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I do, I do, and it's it was really cool. I mean, when I first started, when I first met Barry, I mean, the place where the brewery is now was just a muddy field. <laughs> so it was literally, you know, watching everything kind of spring up. And I mean, I grew up probably about 10 minutes from the brewery in a little town that no one's ever heard of. Um, Called. <laughs> so it was really neat. See, oh, God. Uh, it's actually part of why my handle is Hamiltonville. It's called Gaylordsville. Okay. <laughs> People have either never heard of it or teased me, <laughs> you know, jokingly for yeah. growing up in a town called Gaylordsville. But, yeah, uh, Gaylord Fokker, right? Yeah. You probably get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, a little, little spot in the middle of nowhere, kind of uh, right on the western edge of Connecticut. And, uh, yeah, cool little, one of those little towns where you appreciate it after you've lived in a big city, you know, growing up in it, you think I can't wait to get out. 
and uh, by the time you come back to it, you think, oh, God, peace and quiet and beauty and cool people and, you know, just lucky that we had such a cool thing spring up, you know, 10 minutes away, the brewery, which is funny because I'd actually moved out of uh, Seymour, or rather Gaylordsville to move to Seymour by the time, uh, you know, everything was starting to spring up. So, <laughs> yeah, in a way, I was a lot closer, like uh, maybe six months before the brewery came along. And, uh, you know, now I'm about an hour away, which isn't too far. But Yeah, I'd never heard of that town. But I mean, I'm, not, I'm not from Connecticut, so that doesn't really count. I mean, I... Sure. I've not a been... lot of people from Connecticut have either. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm going to grill my wife on that later. Yeah, and I just... I made the realization I've been, it's all, I'm, I'm approaching the, the half of my life here. So I might, like, I'm right at the teetering where, you know, Connecticut is my true home now. You know, but um, it's... Um, I learn something new every day. I'm like terrible with directions in the state. I have no concept. It's this tiny little, <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania and Philadelphia and it's this tiny little state. And I like, and I still, right. I, I have like one way to get everywhere. And then if like, there's like a roadblock or something happens, like I'm screwed. Like I mean, I use ways now, but some parts of Connecticut for folks at home, like yeah. you just don't get cell service. Like you just know, like I'm on the merit here. All right. Yeah. For five miles, like, this call is going to drop out or this is going to happen. Yep. Like, nothing you can do about it. That's true. That's exactly the where I grew up. No cell service at all. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's kind of nice. Like as you get older, you like, I appreciate that way more than I did like 10 years sure. ago. Like we go to Maine every summer Absolutely. and that's, and that's what I'm like, Oh, off the, I'm like angry last time because now they have like one and a half or like two, almost two full bars, like where we stay in the cabin. It's like, Oh no, they're catching, <laughs> they're catching, they're catching up to us. Right, right. I remember the first time, uh, there's a town just north called Kent, and uh, I remember one of the first times I went on a hike when I had a cell phone, and I get to the top of this mountain, the middle of nowhere, I mean, really remote, and my phone rings, and it's, you know, like a friend, hey, what are you up to? It's like, oh, man, I'm trying to enjoy this view. I forgot that I'm connected to the world, you know? Yeah, when I like actually, no matter how far away you go, sometimes it'll catch up to you. Yeah, I like when I like I just like to leave it in the car. So I'm just like, um, and just you know, and part of me because of my yeah real job, like I got to be connected a little more than I would like to be. But you know, it's just sure. So there's part of me that's like anxious, like oh, did I miss a sale or does a client want? But I'm like, eh, it, like how long is it really going to matter? So that's been that's, yeah. that's been like the growing up appreciating life, which which I think totally. speaking to yourself and other folks is you know give me a, a nice appreciation because. You're always creating and you know uh, interpreting the world with your art, and so it just kind of puts it in perspective. No question, no question. So, wh- what kind of what were, what were the comic books? What were you what were you into comic book wise? Um, good question. I mean, I it's funny. I got back into them probably maybe fifteen plus years ago, and I mean, growing up, I did you know obviously the whole Marvel stuff. I loved all that. Um, I would say more so in the last. 10 or 15 years of stuff I, I still kind of keep up with a little bit is, uh, you know, obviously Arkham, Charles Burns, Hernandez Brothers, you know, Jim Woodring, that kind of stuff, the more the indie stuff. Uh, well, I, I guess not as much indie anymore. Uh, Noah Van Skyver, Chester Brown, and just to name a few, Tony Millionaire, you know, just the, uh, you know, the guys that, you know, they don't make comics for kids, but at the same time, it's a really beautiful medium you know, line-wise. Yeah, um, do you f- even the old guys, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Windsor McKay and Gleas Williams, Charles Bragg, Edward Gorey, all that kind of stuff. 
I love, yeah, I yeah. love, I love when, yeah, folks are just like name dropping like crazy. I'm just trying to write down folks, and then I go afterwards, and it's like <laughs> I, I know who that is. I just didn't know who that was. You know, it's so great. I fucking yeah, love it. no yeah. worries. No, no, it's yeah, great. No, no, it's go good for day. me. That's... Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I know. That's what I love when it's like it just rolls off the tongue. Like it's not like you. It's just part of your, you know, your repertoire. Yeah. You don't even think. Sometimes you don't even realize how many, you know, how many you know that are just like, oh yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, I just dropped like ten names right there. Now, do you think the impact? <laughs> Did that influence your, your style and your drawing? I would say it's influenced it pretty dramatically, yeah. I mean, I, I did comics for a while. I had, you know, little weekly stuff published or monthly stuff published here and there. And I don't know. There's something about the box that I was like, I got to break free from that and, uh, you know, draw a little bit bigger and, you know, kind of uh, explore other things. Um, but in terms of influence, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've always been kind of driven toward the uh, – you know, clear line drawings like Craig Thompson or Hergé. And, uh, I mean, having that kind of model right in front of you is really great to pull from. Um, you know, printmaking styles very much in the same, the same vein. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, as an artist, you're kind of a sponge in a lot of ways. I mean, consciously or subconsciously and, you know, something moves you, all you have to do is, you know, just kind of absorb it. And I mean, not so much rip directly from it, but just have it nearby <laughs> to, uh, you know, if you're creatively stuck, you can just kind of flip through a book and say, ah, that's the vibe I'm going for, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, get inspired by it. Yeah. Now, like we were saying before, your style is, I mean, if you look at your, 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 your images and your illustrations, they kind of vary with you know, you your versatility you know which which i, I really like right. yeah i mean thanks yeah so do you have a preferred you know medium you know are you you know pen and ink uh you know uh digital what, what is your you know how, what is your kind of go-to or your your process uh it's funny you mentioned the varying style um honestly i mean i grew up kind of pre-internet and uh graduated college kind of around the time it was coming together in terms of people are really plugging in AOL and all that stuff. So oh man, was, we might be the same age. That's kind of cool. That's always great. When I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll be four, I'll be 40, right. I'll be 40 in November. So I think we're kind of in the, yeah, I'm almost there myself. Nice. Good, good. <laughs> Very close to it. Yeah. Right. Um, but that said, I grew up, you know, obviously traditional materials, all the college professors were saying digital, don't touch digital. You know, this, this is, this is the way it's done. Cause that's how they grew up. Um, but that said, you know, I, I was very, I am still very strongly rooted in the doing by hand thing, but, uh, I'd say more and more and more so lately, especially with a little guy, it's been pushing more toward the digital just because it's faster to change colors on a piece in, you know, with the click of a mouse than it is breaking out the paints and trying it all over again. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm, you know, I always have brushes and pens in my pocket. Um, that's my preferred way to work. Uh, but I'd say it's probably a seventy thirty now, seventy traditional, thirty digital. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of mediums, I go anywhere, anywhere I can. You know, markers, brushes, pens. Love, love wood blocks and linoleum, that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of styles, I. It's funny when when I started working with uh, Kent Falls, we thought we'd do a more uh, kind of pastoral kind of painting style. And I mean, as you can tell, it definitely shifted in a lot of different directions. 
<laughs> you know, we, we initially talked about kind of keeping things a little bit more contiguous. And before long, we realized, you know, we need to explore a little. I mean, Derek and Barry and Zach, you know, being the three main brewer guys, um, they kind of go in a lot of different directions with styles of beer. And I think if anything, they can appreciate the art has that same capability. I mean, there's times when they'll say we want something super abstract and uh, solid. And then another one will say charcoal, you know, do something in charcoal. And uh, I can appreciate that because I've always kind of been a little, I mean, I don't want to say ADD, but a little more interested in exploring different things and styles and kind of pulling from areas that I may not necessarily know a lot about. Um, somebody told me recently that the best kind of job that you can have is one where you keep learning and where you keep pushing yourself. And these guys have been great with that, you know, suggesting different directions to go in and uh, a lot of room to grow, which is fun. I mean, having, I think we've done something like 175 labels more or less. Yeah. (laughs) And that doesn't even count that each label has probably five or six different varieties to start with. So, I mean, you do the math. Um, But that said, it's, it's been great. I mean, having a regular, I've been a freelancer now full time for a long time. So it's always kind of a different thing every day, more or less lost my train of thought uh i was saying it was it's great pushing yourself in different directions i think is uh where i was going with that (laughs) yeah if you do the math folks i did the math it's roughly 875 variations (laughs) i did the math i'm good like that i'm good with numbers but no yeah what i like and what i like yeah yeah thanks that's the highlight of the show right there for me that's my my big party (laughs) trick um, but nice. what, uh, what I love is if you look at them early on and like I said, being in Connecticut, I, I see a lot more and it's amazing to see them on the shelves, but early on it had more of a very little more, uh, saying simple is the worst word to use, but like simple, more topography really just yeah. kind of had, you know, and now you can see, you know, with, with the cans and you know, the bottles that kind of has, you know, there's a lot more, like you're saying, some paintings, has illustrations, or some storytelling, sure. and definitely some, you know, you can just see probably, you know, a little more fun and tongue-in-cheek stuff, and so it's really nice to, yeah. but if you line if you line them all up together, they have a, a commonality, but they're really, it just shows, I mean, <laughs> it, it shows that, you know, the, you know, where, where it's evolved to, and kind of, even the, even the spirit of the brewery, you know, probably, you know, where things have gone, so it's really nice to, to be able to see that. And just kind of you know all over the place because they are they are they're all different styles which is great it's got to keep you <laughs> keep you honest true yeah no it's funny because uh the cold room door at the brewery uh there's i don't even know how many labels probably a couple dozen at least if not more and uh you know every time they i don't i want to say they started this probably about two or three years ago starting slapping labels on there so now it's a giant pastiche of just all the different or at least a ton of different labels so seeing them all side by side is kind of a, a rare thing. I mean, at least client-wise, usually, you know, you, you drop them a piece and then you do it piece, you know, bit by bit rather. Um, but seeing them all together and taking a step back is kind of humbling and kind of interesting. And, you know, like you said, almost a little schizophrenic in the sense of style-wise. But, I mean, as long as there's some kind of commonality, like you said, um, I think it works. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's... I like it because you know the beer is great, and so the art goes with it. And early on, it you know it was getting it out there, and it probably was you know it was a you're saying a different 
st- uh, theme, and but they probably had no idea where things were gonna go, and to allow you yeah. to be that creative force and utilize you know your different arsenal, it's just a great yeah. it's just a great compliment, and then argue that there aren't as many Thank artists you. that could do that, right? So they have faith in you, and they you know, know you not only just for what you do for them, but just as a you know as the skills that you have, and so it allowed them to take some chances, just like they do in brewing. You know, they make some really unique and creative you know they take their chances with the beers with styles that aren't as much commonplace sure. so it, in a way it would be, if if they're being adventurous in that facet it would be pretty boring if they didn't allow you know yeah. the labels to to have that le- level of risk and creativity definitely yeah, i've had a few people that have asked me so you're one of the artists and i said no i'm the artist the said, artist, no, no, no. So. they have at least three or four don't they and i said no <laughs> not really but uh yeah, no, it's it's been a great. It so far it's it's an adventure, and I'll give them credit. There's a lot of out there ideas that I have, you know, felt confident to to drop on them, and uh, they jumped right in. I mean, Barry's a guy that is very open to things and says yes to just about everything in terms of uh, the art direction. I mean, a lot. I'd say some of the most successful labels are the ones that are, you know, just roll right out. You know, you show it, and they go great, done. You know, not even, you know, change the color, fix the type, let's move that around. And uh, I'd, I'd say the majority of, of them tend to lean toward that, which is really, you know, it's inspiring. It's nice to have somebody that's a fan of your work, even after you've done 100, you know, 75 or whatever it is labels for them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, yeah, because some, some of them were definitely like trippy. You know, you have a, you know, the George Washington, you know, you know, Buddy the Cat going across. Yeah, yeah. Which then has yeah, the unicorns in the background, which are then on another beer. Then you have the, you know, the pancake yeah, houses. Like it's, you know, what I mean, it's it's nice yeah. to see that. So I can see why someone would think that 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 they're different artists. But I, I, that's what's that's what's great, Dan. That they're all yours. You know, that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. You know what's cool about the Buddy Sprinkles one? This is something that I I've always thought was interesting. I don't know if anybody's picked up on it yet. It's actually part of a series in terms of a storyline that's going to be that has developed over a few beer labels so far and as far as i know i think we're the only ones that have done a narrative almost like a comic book but each panel is a page or rather is a uh, each label is a panel on the page so that you know the next label it might be the actually i don't want to give it away yeah. <laughs> but you know what i mean it's uh it started off with the unicorns being overlords and you know buddy sprinkles fighting back and it's I don't know. I just like that that kind of uh, willingness to take a, a risk or to have a little fun with it too. Because I mean, the snark in the cheek is so much fun to be a part of. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks that take it very seriously, or you know, kind of make it like a guys' club. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that per se. Um, but I I prefer you know working for the folks that just have a good time and don't take themselves seriously at all. I, I agree because it's Which, fortunately it's kind of falls. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot it, of rainbows it, and unicorns and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you have, right. And one of the, probably one of the more popular collabs here in Connecticut, right. Is the, you know, the wizards, hobbits and unicorns, which oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's part of the storyline either, but like, it's just cool because, no. <laughs> you know, it's just nice yeah. to, and to, to go back to your comic book roots to have that, you know, that single yeah, pane definitely. story there. And it, it yeah, it, it works out really well. So I think it's, uh, then it's you have other ones fun. that are, you know, in in the bottles, and they have a you know very traditional label, so it's it's really uh, you know, it really yeah. wor- wor- really works. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And we are back. You're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, episode number 65 with the one and only Connecticut's own Dan Hamilton, Ken Falls Brewing. Really exciting. 175 plus labels. That's fucking crazy. Sorry, folks, but once in a while we use the big swear words, and that was appropriate. Busy man, busy man. You just... Just a great attitude. I just really enjoyed talking to him. It was just uh, real natural just to really see, you know, his appreciation, his love of his craft, working for himself. Busy, busy man. Good entrepreneur. I think he's a perfect example of that. Hard work, loves what he's doing, takes chances, plays a key role, you know, in the supporting of a, you know, of a great local business which is Kent Falls. I mean, being here in Connecticut, it's really just been an exciting couple of years. Yeah, I remember their limited supply on the shelves. You know, their their delivery model is, you know, in distribution. And uh, just to see it grow, you know, all the good beer bars in Connecticut will have, you know, will have Kent Falls. And so there's just, uh, it's just nice to see that cans and bottles and just uh, all sorts of events which are happening there. And I think we'd be remiss one of the beauties of when we edited and work on it, you know, kind of do it in parts, is just wanted to do, you know, give a nod to, you know, Derek, Derek Dellinger, over who's been the, the brewer for the last, you know, three plus years. He is uh, kind of stepping down or stepping out to work on a book. One of his, I think it's his third or his fourth book, which is super exciting about the America's. You know, best day hikes, and it's uh, really exciting. Want to wish him, you know, nothing but the best. And you know, Zach will be taking over there. He's currently the assistant uh, brewer over there, and I know that you know they're they're in good hands. And what's really great with that is you don't notice as when you have such a good crew like that. I mean, it's no um, no jab to Derek, but I'm you know more than confident that you know. Zach will carry the torch and, you know, maybe bring some of his own flavor or try some new things. But, I mean, they have so many great beers and it's such a great brewery and such a bunch of good folks at the times I've, you know, been able to to meet them. Um, and Dan just doing doing phenomenal work bringing it to life. Remember, HamiltonVilleArt.com, Dan Warning on Instagram, 16 Ounce Canvas is the website. We love you and we thank you. And if you haven't, you know, I'm not sure if you're iTunes in it or Google Play in it or Stitcher or wherever you're going. If you wouldn't mind just doing as a quick solid while you're listening, you know, leave a review, give a rating. Let us know what you think. Be honest. And we, you know, we appreciate you. So it's really exciting. We are rocking and rolling. Looking forward to the art show. We are one month away. Keller Liddell Gallery, July 14th through the 29th. The Art of Craft Beer is the show. Theartofcraftbeer.com is the website. Ten amazing artists are going to be joining us. Tickets are still available. If you're unable to join, we know. We see where folks are coming from. We get listeners from, you know, it's so cool. You know, we use Squarespace. They don't sponsor us, so that's all we'll say. But um, the analytics, you can see where folks are checking in from. And we get folks checking in 
literally from all over the world, and we should figure out a way to make a cool map of it, but it's, but it's awesome. So if you're unable to attend, but you'd still like to make a donation, which will go to the ASRC, we will hook you up. Uh, donations more than $20, you'll receive one of the uh, tasting glasses. And um, not a little tiny, like four, four or six ounces you usually get at, uh, at beer festivals, but these, these things are legit. So check it out. We got you know, pictures posted. Theartofcraftbeer.com is the website, and we'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that. So let's just, let's just get right back into it because there's some good stuff here. We talked a little bit about Dan, about his you know, playing as a musician, some of his influences, being a father, and it's, uh, it's all good, literally. So, without further ado, part two. That one always rhymes, and I don't know if I love it, but we always, you know, say part two, secret blue, but my French is shit. Um, Dan Hamilton, HamiltonvilleArt.com, Dan Warning, Ken Falls, AJ Kieran's, other words, said like this. Enjoy. What's the, now how did you kind of uh, come to connect with them? Like, what, what's the story there? Uh, good question. Uh, a friend of mine actually worked on the farm because, I mean, being a farmhouse brewery, you know, one of the, the businesses that's connected is a farm uh, right on the property, you know, where they grow their hops and the pigs and all the other good things that go into, uh, you know, working a farm. And uh, he was working with the chickens, uh, working for John Sosovich, who's the farm manager, they're really amazing, talented guy. And uh, uh, my friend recommended me and Barry stopped by and we had a nice chat and, you know, I think I thought it was a pretty good match right away. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. You know, like I said, we started off pretty, pretty tame and traditional and then just kind of realized that there was more to be had and, uh, kind of grew from there. Now, how long is it, how long have you been working with Ken Falls now? Oh gosh, I'm terrible at this question. I, <laughs> it's the artist brain. And also the, you know, the bad sleep deprived brain, uh, probably, I think we just had our third anniversary or it's coming up fourth shoot. Um, I want to say over three years, maybe four, somewhere in there. I don't know. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Like I said, it's, um, I just feel, yeah, I feel that, uh, Ken Falls is kind of this rapid, you know, incline. So it's definitely, uh, they're way, they're, yeah. they're way more, they're all over the place in Connecticut now more than ever before. So it's great. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a long time, even though, like I said, it's only been a few years, um, only because it's just been, you know, busy, which is great. I mean, there's times when I'll be doing four or five labels at once, and, you know, a week later, adding another one or two in there, or you know, so it kind of screws with your, your sense of time a little bit. <laughs> yeah, now, what's the what's the normal process like? So, obviously, there, you know, there's so many beers in the arsenal. What's the... Sure. The timing like is it you know you know is it a, is it a name is it a what, what's that session like to kind of come out with the the label uh most of the time uh we start with a name and uh you know sometimes uh you know they'll say you know we're thinking just uh abstract for this one which means it's wide open which is it's fun it's great it means i you know i i have a little collection of uh things that i you know can always throw at them if they're you know open to it uh so every once in a while and it's i would say it's been less so lately they'll come with a fully formed idea you know we want buddy crossing the delaware you know in an homage to uh you know the george washington painting 
Uh, but more often than not, lately especially, it's been, here's the name, you know, have a little fun with it. And, uh, you know, I'll send back a couple of sketches usually within a week or so. And, uh, you know, they'll tweak it, pick some stuff, and then we just kind of go from there. Um, I would say every every label probably has five or six different options, give or take. You know, some that we reuse, some that we don't. Um, yeah, but generally, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Um, nothing, nothing too fancy. And how do you do? You, do you give them sketches, or do you just email them some? Yeah, some rough comps. Yep, I usually sometimes. Uh, sometimes I send them a little more fully formed, only because. Uh, I, I started off a lot with pencil and I know sometimes for clients, it can be a little confusing, like, well, what's that going to be? You know, how's that going to look? Is this going to be, what are the colors? Um, so a lot of times lately, uh, I work them up a little bit further than I normally would just cause it's, you know, to give them a very clear idea of the direction. Um, you know, cause there's a, there's a few folks that weigh in and generally it, you know, the more chefs you have in the kitchen, the easily, more easily something can be kind of misconstrued. Uh, but generally, like I said, they're very easygoing. Um, but yeah, most of the time, you know, pencils, a lot of, uh, sometimes I'll send in watercolors and kind of uh, uh, work it up, you know, probably about 70% of the way. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably you. You were saying before the pencils. You probably have evolved, realizing that the more the more uh, fine tuned it is, and the less the less uh, uncertainty that people will be asking about. So it kind of probably saves you yeah. in the long run more time. Sure, it really does. Yeah, yeah. Um. Now, what's the typical, I guess, life cycle? Like how long? Like how long? So you have that. You get a, need a new label. You know, when 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 are you? When's the final label going to be finished or, or you know ready to to get to the printer? Um, usually a few weeks from oh, start to finish. Yeah, um, I try to work quick. Um, you know, being a freelancer, being quick is a is a big feather in your cap. I mean, a lot of clients have a, a tighter timeline, and uh, having a good turnaround is a uh, you know a big asset and a good reason for them to have you back. Uh, that said. Yeah, I would say probably a few weeks tops, and then I want to say a couple more weeks to get it printed, and then it's on the cans and bottles. Now, is that part of your design process? Knowing it's like how how is it decided whether this is going to be a can or this is going to be a bottle? Uh, there's different criteria, but they they decide. That's usually them. And uh, yeah, I kind of uh, just jump in wherever wherever they need it. Uh, usually, the things. And this is the way it used to be. I believe it's still the same way. A lot of the things that are meant to be had quickly, like IPAs, for example, you don't want sitting on a shelf in a can or in a bottle, rather. Uh, so that those tend to be in cans because they, you know, cans are better for beer, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that said, I think the ones that are that tend to age well, a lot of the farmhouse beers and uh, you know some of the darker stuff tend to uh, end up in bottles. A lot of the, the wild Brett beers end up in bottles. So that's usually how that works. Now, from your creation standpoint, is there do you have a different approach when it, you know it's a, a wrap with the, like a can label versus, you know, less, uh, I guess, r- real estate with the, the paint, like the front paint of a, of a bottle? 
Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, I love designing the cans. The cans are so much fun to design. There's something about that big open space. Um, we've started moving the type over to the side, so it's kind of cool to have a little more real estate to play with and kind of keep it a little more visual. Um, yeah, the bottles have kind of tended more toward uh, central images, usually uh, simpler and cleaner, which is fine. I love that. It's fun. It's a nice challenge. Uh, but in terms of the real uh, illustrative roots and the uh, the design process, the cans are a dream just because there's so much space. And it's kind of like designing a poster in a lot of ways, you know. So. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, like, if you go to Ken Falls Brewing on Instagram, obviously you go to the website, KenFallsBrewing.com. I mean, just the, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a, Obviously, it's about the beer, but I mean, it's just a huge portfolio of Dan's work. You can see there, and it's just really great. Like, like we've said it a couple times, but you just click on four random images, and you'll be surprised that they're all the same artist. So, I th- that's what I think is great about it. You know, some have a more Thank you. that more modern art vibe. You know, with the the um, the geometric shapes, and then you know, play on colors, and you know, you know, even like the visual ones, or you know, how you look at it looks different. You know. Um, double awkward hug right with kind of almost has like that 3d you know uh red and blue, <laughs> blue to it with the 3d glasses you know that type of style yeah, to it yeah. so yeah and then you have the comic book ones with uh with buddy and you know and and what have you an awkward hug yeah it's sure. really great thanks yeah man fuck yeah dude it's great i think it's really just a lot well of done. fun yeah now this awkward Thank hug you. is that is that um which is kind of like the almost pre uh drone you know above the <laughs> above the you know brewery shot you know um drawing is that is that one of the ones you'd see with like easter eggs in it is there folks from the the brewery and, and stuff in the photo or oh, just yeah. kind of yeah yep oh yeah there's tons of stuff in there <laughs> we have a couple of labels where it's been really fun to have the room to hide things um air guitar at work is another one there's a lot of little details and you know it's it's just fun to tuck things in i we keep we call the awkward uh awkward hugs the the waldo version it kind of has a where's waldo vibe to it yeah and uh he's actually in there too if you look closely <laughs> <laughs> That's good. you know i yeah i mean i understand it's a little tiny label to read especially the bottle one um the can's obviously a little bit bigger but yeah there's all kinds of little stuff and you know everybody's house the farm the farmers you know pigs all that kind of fun stuff that's great yeah yeah now before we were we were talking as and you know you just uh you have your your seven eight month old son now how has that impacted your art or i mean obviously i think sleep wise we both can agree you, you probably yeah. got a little bit faster <laughs> but how has that yeah how has that changed you know changed you or impacted your you know impacted things uh well it's funny uh work wise i've always kind of been a late afternoon evening guy and uh you know obviously having a little guy and working from home it's not quite as easy <laughs> to to have that schedule. So if anything, I've I've shifted a lot, um, more toward mornings, which is fine. I, the thing about my process is a lot of times it's waiting for that little creative bird to land on your shoulder, so to speak. And uh, I mean, as opposed to chasing it down, I mean it's a lot more natural. Obviously, when an idea arrives to you, rather than you know trying to run around and grab it and wrestle it, <laughs> trying to make it your own, and uh, you know, that said, the little guy, you know, <laughs> uh, I'd say he helps in a lot of ways just because it's a new perspective. I mean, there's a lot of times when I'm stuck and, you know, you'll see something and go, oh, my God, that 
you know, the way he's interacting with that or the way he's looking at that or seeing something is a really cool place to design from. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the perspective on, on things is, is, is huge. And so I can only I can only imagine if I was had any sense of uh, creativity, what it would what it would do for me. So, yeah, it definitely helps me appreciate right. situations or especially when I travel a little bit, a little bit more. So. I love sure. that. Yeah. Now sneak him in too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see. I, I He's kinda, been in a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and if you, I was looking at the uh, awkward hugs, you see, I think Waldo's on, up on the rooftop. If I'm looking at it correctly, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, so, you've you've done a few collaborations. What is the what's the normal process for for, for that? Is it is the collaboration? You know kind of based on where the beer is going to be output, who gets to do the art or have you worked with, with other artists on that? Uh, nope, not quite as much. I, I'd be open to that. I'd love to work with another artist. Um, oh no, I take it back. I, we did one early on called coffee maker, which was kind of, uh, uh, a back and forth with a coffee company, uh, Irving farms in New York and they had a designer and we kind of sent some stuff back and forth. Um, I mean, we did that one with Grimm, but Lauren, Fortunately, did all the art. Huge fan of Lauren Grimm's art, by the way. <laughs> um, you had her on the podcast, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was yeah, she was great. Cool. And so, yeah, I actually, and this is like the weird. We got to meet like they were doing a for New York City Beer Week. Her and her husband were doing. You know, they were at an, they were at an event. They had all the Grimm stuff on tap, and it was awesome. And it just weird, like hi, like we were on the, like so we'll have we'll have this awkward experience. I'm just giving you a heads up, like hey, we met, we've talked before, <laughs> but we've never met. Like you, thank right. you. And it was like, I was, it was just, yeah, I could tell. It was just like, oh, you're different than I expected. Or like, it, it gets weird for people to hear the voice, but never see sure. me. So, and I don't really post a lot of, so that was a, that was a fun experience. We, we, um, yeah, we definitely are excited for them to open up their, their brewery. I saw some of the new bottles that they're kind of teasing on their social sites and they look, they look killer. Cool. Yeah. No, big fan of hers. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, Glad she did that and uh, glad we worked with them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, in terms of uh, anyone that we've worked with, collaboration, there hasn't, most of the time, uh, you know, I just, I do most of the art for, for those kinds of things. Yeah, I know because we've had Daniel, uh, Daniel from Forest in Maine. I think he was, you know, working with them on a collaboration beer or something. So I was uh, hoping to. Uh, push you two together i think it'd be kind of cool to see what you guys could come up with but uh sorry which one I, I uh, Dan, uh daniel endicott with forest of maine yeah yeah i know that that's... sorry for some reason my dog is howling and I, i'm having a hard time hearing you oh uh, that's okay one more uh, one more time uh daniel endicott with forest in maine uh, i know that they that he was up oh, there yeah. so yeah well, that'd be cool to see you and him what you guys can come up with yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah absolutely yeah it's it's cool to collaborate i mean I'd say my other passion is, uh, you know, music and playing in bands. And I don't know if that makes me codependent, but I just love having another person in the room to kind of, uh, send back and forth and add and build with. So, you know, hopefully uh, a lot more opportunities for that. Yeah. Now, what Definitely. do you, now do you, you still play, which is really, which really, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you, you still kind of get, oh, yeah. you know, get your, get your mu music on, which I think is great. I know that, uh, yeah. that w once you have that bug, it's kind of hard to, to shake it. So are you still right. playing out regularly or what's the, what's the, Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. I play in two different groups, uh, and we play out 
pretty much all the time. And uh, fortunately, my wife is cool with that. Yeah, was... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, them damn Hamilton say... still, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not name the band, by the way. <laughs> them damn Hamiltons is uh, one of the bands, and the Shop X is the other group. And uh, yeah, we gig. I mean, especially now, it's been a lot busier. Um, but yeah, I mean, even illustration-wise, it's a great opportunity to, uh, you know, flyers, stickers, logos, records, all that kind of stuff. Kind of. It goes back to the punk rock thing, you know, kind of doing it yourself and, uh, you know, building your own brand and, you know, going out there and kind of uh, beating the drum for it, which is a lot harder to do as an illustrator. You know, it's a, it's a piece of cake when you're in a band, you can play for a big crowd, but there's not a lot of illustrators that'll stand up and, you know, draw for a crowd. Yeah, live, live art, you're right, yeah, right in front of everybody. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what do you yeah. play in the band? Uh, well, I play a couple things. One group, I play banjo, mandolin, and guitar, and I sing, and I do all the songwriting. I shouldn't say that. I split the songwriting duties with uh, uh, our lead singer, Parker. And then the other group, uh, we write and arrange a lot of old material, you know, pre-Civil War, post-Civil War kind of stuff. And uh, we started doing some modern things in there. Uh, I play guitar and mandolin and sing in that group. Is that Dr. Catterwall's cadre of clairvoyant claptraps? To say it again, <laughs> Doctor Catawall's cadre of clairvoyant oh, yeah, yeah, claptraps. Yes, yeah, those guys are familiar to me. Oh, okay, I thought that was you. What band? What, what's your band name? Your you oh, get, the Shoutbacks. That's one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, promote yourself, Dan. Come on, damn it. Oh yeah, no, I, I thought I did. <laughs> the Shoutbacks is the old timey band. Okay. Um, and then the other one is uh kind of, I mean, obviously or honestly asking musicians style-wise what they play is usually the toughest question for them to answer. Uh, we've been called New American Gothic, hmm. which I don't think, not Gothic in the, you know, the dark kind of eyeliner sense, but kind of <laughs> like the Coen Brothers sense, like, right. uh, you know, narratively. Uh, but that's a lot of, you know, it's all a string band. We have cello, banjo, mandolin, and we kind of play things in minor keys and, you know, it's a good time. It's a fun, it's a fun gig. We have annual gigs that we play in festivals and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of, I mean, I would say it's the, in the exhibitionist versus the introvert. I would say art is probably an introvert and music is an extrovert. So it's kind of a fine balance to, uh, to have, you know, it's nice to uh, see people's faces when you're sharing your stuff with them, as opposed to, you know, drawing a label and not seeing it for a few months and then, you know, maybe getting an email or a text saying, Hey, cool, cool job. It's nice when you're performing and they go, Oh, they're, they're liking this right here, right now. You know? Yeah. They're rocking out and dancing. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You go, so punk rock, Dan, what would punk rock Dan think of a uh, string band, Dan? Well, you know, it's kind of a, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's, um, that's one of the things I always find interesting is that there's really not that, I mean, I think there's a self and I guess the internal small team set uh, gratification, but yeah, just kind of sending it out into the world and kind of not knowing how it's being being received is is a is an interesting uh, dynamic of the of the art world. Yeah, yeah, and I know for me it's especially tough because a lot of times I shouldn't say a lot, but sometimes uh, you know a label will come out and I'll have completely forgotten it or moved past it, and uh, I mean I'm my own worst critic, I'm sure. A lot of artists can say that, you know, by the time, you know, an artist looks at the piece they did a year ago, they go, ah, oh, geez, I can't even look at that thing, you know? And of course, that's when 
something is hitting the shelves sometimes. I mean, depending on the project, of course, or, you know, whether some not something's being reprinted and people are seeing something and you go, Oh, I can do so much better. Look at the, look at the new one. Look at the new one. It's, it's almost like an attention span thing. Yeah. You know, you're your own hardest critic. Right. And I think that, yeah, that's one, that's one of the themes I've learned is the, you know, it's just more of a snapshot at that point in time. And you have to kind of, once it's out there, you release it, you know, like a dove and you know, it is what it is. And then the next one is the, the next, yeah. you know, the next uh, evolution. But I, yeah, I, I think it would be, it'd be really cool to see all of them, you know, lined up or yeah. kind of the progression of it, you know, of sure. day one to see where they are now. And those, the labels and you know, even your artwork, you know, continues to evolve, which is great. Thanks. Now remember folks, HamiltonVilleArt.com. You can see, you can see Dan's illustrations, his labels and portraits, and, you know, even uh, the posters and, and prints that he has. So how often are you, uh, you know, the pieces that are on there now, how, how recent are they or how often are you updating those? Uh, I mean, I have a blog that I update all the time and I throw a lot of stuff up on Instagram. Those pieces, uh, I mean, I'd say once, maybe every month or so, I'll oh, drop nice. a, a handful of pieces here and there. Yeah. I try to keep it fresh. Cool. Now do you sell, I know, I know if, like I said, you follow along Dan warning on Instagram, you can see some of the you know prints that you've pressed. Now, are, yeah. are, there, are there any prints that are available for folks to purchase? Pretty much anything, yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot more digital prints as opposed to the whole printmaking process, only because I don't have my printmaking studio set up uh, as much anymore. You know, obviously, that's another thing that's in, kind of impacted <laughs> an artist's life with a little person. Like, all right, you know, yeah, that spare bedroom, that's got a different purpose now. <laughs> yeah. But that said, uh, I sell my digital prints, you know, dirt cheap, so... I don't have any problem, you know, making shipping notes. I've actually got a, uh, an art show coming up Sunday and uh, a gig that we're playing and I've got 30 something pieces in it. And, uh, I told the guy, he asked me, you know, how much do you want to sell these for? And I gave him the number and he went, no, no, really (laughs) so low and so cheap. And I said, no, it's the punk rock. You know, I don't have any, it's just a, it's just a print, you know, it's not, it, just have it, you know, take it. It's folk art, you know, share it with the world. You know, I mean, we used to give away records and patches and stickers and stuff because it's more important to share it than it is to, you know, turn people away with some price that, you know, they can't really justify. Yeah, I, I but, agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, when we did the band stuff, I made so many, yeah. I bought so many spindles of blank CDs and just we'd hand them out to anyone who, you know, if you, the fact that you wanted it, I was like, sweet. All right, here you go. Thank you. Yeah, totally. And that's the way I feel about the, like I said, anybody that wants a print of anything, you know, dirt cheap. I mean, commissioning on the other hand, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if the piece is already made, you know, just have it, hang it up, enjoy it. All right. Well, we'll definitely. Uh, cool. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go through and we'll pick cause we're going to get, get something up here in the, in the studio. Which when I say studio, cool. Dan, I really Thanks. mean my spare bedroom. So yeah, it's not really a studio. Yeah, well, you know, with the kids. No worries. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. With the kids. With the kids, you're kind of like, all right. So we envision I envision one day in my head I had this beautiful vision of a studio, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Right, of course. Someday. Now with this next question is uh I think this is gonna be an interesting one for you. So my my previous life, uh, and when you meet me and you see the face, you'll get it. But I used to be a, I used to do radio and did you know, was a DJ. What type of music are you playing when you're you're creating or you know looking for inspiration? You know what, what's going on in the. Oh gosh, that's I, a great question. Yeah, because uh, you're all over the place with your music and stuff. So I'm kind of curious yeah. here, and this would be a fun one. Yeah, I'm very much the same way. I mean, I listen to anything, pretty much, and everything. I'd say, 
we had a when we when my wife and I got married, the guys who were in the wedding band said, "Okay, what don't you want?" And I thought that was the better question. And the only thing I could think of was like, "I don't want a lot of '90s rock." But that said, everything is kind of wide open. I mean, I listen to punk rock stuff, a lot of indie music, uh, blues. I listen to a lot of different world music. I'm on a big Mexican uh, jazz and African jazz kick right now. Um, I love some folk Icelandic music. Uh, I'd say more so in the last 10 or 15 years, I just love pretty much music with fingerprints, like folky music. Um, I listened to a lot of stuff from the 20s and the 30s. Um, that's the stuff that kind of moved me enough to start two different bands where I said, oh, I want to play this stuff. This is great, you know. Um, but, I mean, it's it's pretty diverse. I'd say it's a, I'm not a huge opera fan. And I hate to list the things that I'm not crazy about, um, but that I think speaks to the rest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of times I'll just throw on, you know, iTunes and shuffle and there's just days and days of music just to cycle through. Right. Um, but yeah. Give me, give me, uh, yeah, give me five or six like bands, name some name artists or bands you're listening to. Uh, good question. What am I listening to lately? It's probably the, the best yeah. answer for that. Yeah. The pulse. Uh, I know, right? I've been listening to the the Germs lately. I love the Germs. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's see what else. Been listening to a lot of John Prine. Nice, good call. Just trying to think of what's been popping up lately. Uh, whew, Big Bill Brunzi. He's an old uh, an old guy from the uh, early Americana scene. Uh, a lot of Lead Belly and Wilco. I guess would probably be the the five or six CDs that you know, are in my CD <laughs> uh, carousel right now on shuffle. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bought my first car at a CD changer and I was like super psyched about it. And now it's like, yeah, it's like, what is, I don't, I don't think they, it's like, they don't even sell laptops with CD players anymore now. So it's like crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. Plug in the iPhone or the iPod and you're like, well, don't need that anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. I, I found a bunch of, uh, old like tapes and I was like, man, I feel like I don't, what, what the hell am I going to do with these? Our one car, yeah. our one car actually has a tape player. So once in a while I'll throw in like a, uh, you know, a, a tape and just kind of see yeah. how the, the perfect imperfection of, of the tape or, you know, it's, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. I love big, big cassette fan. My wife kind of looked at me with an arched eyebrow when I, when we moved in together and, uh, you know, I had a dual cassette, you know, pretty something that I spent a little bit of money on. Right. She said, first of all, you have dual cassette, you know, player. <laughs> Second of all, it looks expensive. You know, are you kidding? It was like, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tapes are important. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you had to, you know? cause you had to be able to record it from the one to the other and not use high speed. Oh, yeah. You had to have good infidelity, you know, uh, with the, so you yeah. didn't want to high speed dub it. Yeah. Cause we used to trade like live music tapes for like, uh, like fish and the grateful dead. And like, that was a, like a sub, like a rule that you couldn't high-speed dub it if you were trading it with somebody because then it degrade, you know, it would go down a, a generation quality. Yeah. It was a whole, like, whole thing. I yeah. remember early on, it was like, did you high-speed dub that? I was like, yeah, my thing does it so great. It was like, whoa. <laughs> Meanwhile, like... the quality to it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But, like, it was great, too, because back then, like, it wasn't that instant, like, feedback. You'd, like, do it, and then I'd send it off, and it's like, three weeks later, you get, like, a note back. You know, it was great. It wasn't, like, seconds later, you know, somebody giving you a hard time over a text message. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I like that you're yeah. old. Dan, I like that you're old. You're an old spirit like myself. So I appreciate that. So yeah, we're good. We're good. Cheers. Yeah. It definitely speaks to our age, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my kids have no idea what the hell tapes are. So it's all good. 
hopefully they will. Amen to that. And then lastly, you know, as a, as a man who's made over almost 200 labels, you know, what's your, what are some of your favorite beers? You know, like what styles are you, or what are you drinking? Oh gosh. I've actually been on a beer diet lately, so <laughs> I yeah. haven't been drinking a whole lot. Um, I try that. I try that, know, time, I try that a couple of times a year. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. With the little guy, it's a little more like, all right, I don't have time to drink or, you know, whatever reason, uh, you know, a little bit more sedentary life. Uh, style wise, I mean, I'm pretty middle of the road in terms. I love the big juicy, hazy New England double IPAs. Um, I love the tart stuff. Uh, there's a couple of really nice blackberry versus blueberry, which is an amazing tart beer that, uh, that we make. Uh, I've always been a big stout fan. Um, I'm one of those, you can drink stouts all year long. I've got a whole bunch of cellared stuff that I'm pretty proud of, you know, barrel aged and otherwise. Um, yeah, I mean, funky stuff, Brett stuff. Uh, finally got my wife into sours, which took four years. <laughs> um, but that said, you know, I'll drink just about anything. Um, yeah, I, I'd say probably each end of the spectrum. I, I can go for a really light, super crisp blogger, and I can also go for the biggest, blackest, you know, evil twin stout that you've seen. <laughs> All right. um, I'd say more than anything, my default is probably the big black evil twin stouts that I can't get enough of. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the only problem with those is usually the the bottle sizes are so huge that it's like hard to take that to your head yeah. yourself. So there, I, oh, I, yeah. I have the same thing. I have a few in the basement. I'm just when people come over and I'm like, you want to have a stout? You want to have one of these? It's like that's eighteen yeah. percent. But yeah, we're sharing it. We'll, you know, it's good. So yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll bust one out when we get together, man. We'll do that. Yeah, love to. All right, well, thanks so much, Dan. I appreciate your time today, man. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the blackberry versus blueberry. I think that's the first time I did the farmer's market for Kent Falls. That, that was a, so that one's a, that one's oh. got a good spot for me too, yeah. Was that the one in the Milford? Yeah. Did you go? Yeah, I must have met you because I was there when that was released. Oh, cool. Look at that. So we met. I, I helped with the farmer's market for a little while, and it was a lot of fun kind of actually seeing people face-to-face -face as opposed to, uh, you know, through email and whatnot. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah I it guarantee was, you we met. Yeah, cool. It was cool because I remember just being like a normal farmer's market, and, like, you might get somebody who goes there and, like, oh, I love the steaks or I love the vegetables from this place, but they have a line of people in the middle of all these, like, other folks being, like, selling their cheeses and their wares, being, like, what's going on here? And folks – we're like waiting Here. for the booth, to, yeah, waiting for the booth to yeah. open up. You know, it was in this little park. Everyone's trying to act cool, but all the beer folks were sitting by the benches and just like waiting for like the the signal. And it was like whew, right in line at the yeah, the Ken Falls booth. Yeah, definitely. I remember all the other farmers used to thank us because it's like you guys brought in a different crowd and a different kind of excitement than we're accustomed to, and uh, you know, it kind of spilled over. So it was cool to kind of help out with that. I mean. Oh, it's perfect, right? You're, you pick up yeah, some fresh totally, beer, and then totally. you pick up a couple steaks. You know, you buy some veg, you know, and, yeah. you're, and you're on your way with dinner. Totally. You know, in your, your feast for the weekend. So yeah, awesome. Well, yeah. good. Well, I look forward to meeting you again, where we can introduce each other. You too. Yeah, look forward to it. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, AJ. All right, bye bye. Bye. And there we have it, folks. The essential, the road trip ready, Great American hike pairing, Dan Hamilton, 16-ounce canvas, episode number 65. Yes, 65. Hey, 
One week at a time, right, folks? Sesenta y cinco. I want to thank Dan once again for being part of the podcast. I love that I've been so blessed to have so many great artists and designers. And there's so many great right here in Connecticut. So it's really nice. You know, the only way that probably would have been better if Dan and I were sitting down. We really tried to make that work. And I didn't want to delay getting Dan's story out to folks. You know, it it just doesn't work out. It's hard to schedule these things sometimes. And so... Scheduling a phone call is really hard. Scheduling it in person is even harder. And I would be lying if I said that I've mastered the, you know, the live interview audio setup. But we're, you know, we're getting better. And uh, it was, I think that it was, uh, it was the right choice. And so we're excited we're able to share that with you. It's excited, you know, follow along Dan Warning. I think it's really nice to see some behind-the-scenes stuff and just kind of follow his story. You can see his, you know, mu- musicians. Uh Ship, musicianship. There we go. For lack of a better butcher job there. Them damn Hamiltons, the shoutbacks. That was one part of the interview we kind of kind of went a little weird. And so you know, do apologize for that. It was a little little choppy there. I asked twice about, you know, about the band names the first time. Even doing the interview again, I had to listen back to it. So we make those decisions. Do we keep it in there? Do we edit things out? We really not try to. We really don't try to edit too much. I really don't like to do that. Um, when I say that, I mean like just cutting pieces of the interview out. We want to make sure it sounds good. But I don't really like you know to give you intel to manipulate the conversation too much. Even if there's some you know lulls, I look at the the clock and we decide how much time. And if it's too long, I'll edit it. You know, there's been some interviews where there's an obscene amount of time you know between questions and answers but really didn't feel there was any uh lack of flow with dan we had a good time and look forward to you know meeting again in the future since we met one time at the farmer's market but you know it wasn't memorable i was you know so that's kind of cool that he's you know not only doing the art but being a part of the that you know process and really just again that was before they had the tap room and it's really just like i said i keep broken record but they're really, you know, nothing but the best for the folks at Kent Falls doing a great job. And just to, to see them grow has been uh, has been kind of exciting. That's definitely one that I, you know, clearly, clearly remember back in the day. Back in the day, folks, we were just doing, you know, one episode. Now we got 65. 66 is on its way and, you know, so on and so forth. So we thank you. We thank you. And we thank you. Remember theartofcraftbeer.com. We'll leave it at that. Check it out. Go buy yourself some tickets. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. It's going to be a great day. Hug your kids. Be proud. Sleep in. Have a couple beers. Have a steak. Grill some shit up if you're vegan, uh, vegan or vegetarian. I don't know what the equivalent is in a uh, vegetarian world of a great steak, but get yourself one of those and... Um, you're lucky. You're blessed. And we're, you know, we are too. We have you. We have our we have our health. And we're just excited to be able to bring this to life one week at a time. So until next week, don't be a stranger. 16OZ Canvas, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Drop a DM. Say hello. Send a pic. Tag us. Do whatever it is you do. But just know that we appreciate it. And we appreciate you being part of our ever-growing community of great like-minded individuals. So cheers. 
and we actually welcome non-like-minded, you know. We're not a we're not a cult here. We're a community. So until next week, cheers everybody. Thank you. <laughs>